Hey everybody, welcome to the Sunday edition. I'm Tresmane, host of Prime News that airs on FCN1 on Mondays and Thursdays. I'm joined here with the Revolution editor of FCN5, which is home of all things pop culture. Say what's up to everybody, Revolution. Are you telling me to? Or? Yes, I'm telling you to. I mean, I was going to say what's up to everyone regardless. Hey, everybody. Okay. Uh, that was that was awesome. Well, no. So, <laughs> I just saw. So, so uh, little banter is what we call this in the industry, people. A little banter, what you're about to uh-huh. participate in. So, I made a post on Sean King's post. I couldn't believe I didn't pay attention on Facebook. I was going to say. I can't you know, believe. That's, that's one account where we're like, ah, I can't retweet. I can't believe I was <laughs> that I was on Talcomexis. 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 So, it was, so it's about one of our topics today, right? Okay. It's about the Starbucks video, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I wrote, I wrote on um, his comments. I said, the irony is so many black people will forget this event like every other one, mm-hmm. uh, meaning all the events, the negative events that happen to people of color right. uh, when we have public right. outrage, say for instance right. H&M, right. Uh, the killings of unarmed blacks, right. uh, Latinos, natives, mm-hmm. and I said uh, every other one, and return to their lattes in less than 30 days. Zero pride, zero dignity, will accept any and all poor treatment so long as it wasn't you directly. I said shameful. Starbucks, like Walmart, remember Walmart right. was selling a product that the color or something. Nigger was brown. Nigger brown. Nigger right. brown. Right. And yet, what did we do about that? Like right. we right. Walmart didn't even really do anything about it and and we're still shopping at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And so I said Starbucks like Walmart and other businesses should be outright boycotted. And so, uh, you know, I just I just wanted to put that thought out there. And so this guy, mm-hmm. this guy named Michael Hastings, uh, you must surround yourself with lots of folks with no integrity, morals, or self-worth. Your comment was stupid, beyond belief, and I will pray for you. And yeah, seriously. And I was like, uh, how so? I'm confused by your assessment. <laughs> well, I think that hits on kind of two of our topics today. Not just Starbucks, but the hashtag delete Facebook of just the craziness and the craziness of people on social media where they come out of nowhere and they act as if they're responding to your comment and you're trying to figure out what in the world did I say to justify what you just said. Like, there's nothing. <laughs> For those who haven't figured it out or haven't heard about it. I don't know how you wouldn't have heard about Delete uh, Boycott Starbucks uh, by now. But if you haven't, we're going to run a quick video uh, created and edited by FCN on uh, The Revolution to give you a clue of what happened for two gentlemen in Philadelphia when they went to a Starbucks. It's Who wants Starbucks? I'm about to go to a Starbucks right now. If you... Starbucks! I'm about to go to a Starbucks right now. A few moments later... I love that video. It's very hilarious. 
I like how you, you know, just cut to the chase to show exactly what happened in the situation. Again, for those who know, in Philadelphia, two gentlemen went to a Starbucks to wait for a uh, white acquaintance, if you will. Uh, they were meeting for a business associate. A, a business associate. They, they were they were two realtors. Right, and they were trying to get understanding of what opportunities existed in that particular area in Philadelphia. So they were waiting for a white guy to come to basically have a meeting in Starbucks. We all know that Starbucks is the office for folks who ain't got no office. If you don't know nothing about Starbucks, people get coffee there, but it is the meeting place to meet people when you just don't want to have them in your space, any other space. It is the meeting place of America. It is, they've actually called it the uh, remote office for lots of people. People go there and will post up in Starbucks for hours to work, to read, to play chess, to meet up in their neighborhoods. That is, that is Starbucks. And anywho, a white woman who was managing the uh, that particular Starbucks mm -hmm. uh, called the police because she felt that those two men were loitering. They were just sitting there. They hadn't ordered. They mm -hmm. hadn't done anything. So she called the police to have them come. The police indeed did come, and uh, they were told that he went to that the gentleman used the bathroom without buying something, and that was against Starbucks policy. Which is not. Which is not. Unless, because I can, can I just say there are some Starbucks that will have a coded door. Yes. And the only way you get the code is if, is you, if buy you buy something. something. Yeah. Right. Which clearly didn't exist at this Starbucks. So Absolutely. anywho, police came. There were five police officers on the scene. Five. Yes, it's two black men. That those are those are good odds. Five eyes. police officers yeah. and asked them three times to leave. They did not leave, so they arrested them on um, defiant trespassing. Arrested them, handcuffed them, as you saw in the video, mm -hmm. and escorted them. Prosecutor was like, what the fudge? Did not press charges, and they were released. Can I just start off and say this one comment? Because there's plenty of comments that we can make on this subject, plenty of ways this conversation goes. I just want to start off that the police, first of all, people call police for all kinds of reasons. Legitimate reasons, bad reasons, whatever, okay? They, they just do. But the police are in the best position to de-escalate or escalate a situation. They are in the best position to be like, come on now. Or in the best position to go, this is a safety issue and to do what they have been trained to do to de-escalate whatever the situation is. And in this situation, I cannot, I can't say I can't believe it, but I can't believe it that they chose to escalate something as simple as, I can't even say a misunderstanding because there's no reports that this white manager went up to them and said, hey, uh, what's happening? Y'all like nothing. You just called the police on them. And they had their every position to ask the guys questions. What are you here for? Okay. And just leave. And we did not see that today. Okay. And we don't ever see that in anything. They continue to choose escalation. I do want to um, add uh, the chief of police in Philadelphia mm -hmm. did a live video. Mm -hmm. He claims that they asked him the guys to leave before they called the police. Who asked? The the Starbucks employee. Mm, I didn't see that in the report. And then he said that they went in and they asked them to leave, and they didn't leave when the police asked them. And then when they were at the um, station, the reason they were let go was because Starbucks contacted them and said we're not going to press charges. So that's the story from the chief of police in but Philadelphia. They didn't do anything. And here's the thing: there are all the witnesses in the Starbucks said the guys weren't doing anything. And here's what bothered me was: in order to prosecute folks for stuff, you gotta have witnesses. And all the witnesses in the room are saying they didn't do anything. You wouldn't have anything to prosecute. So you're telling me Starbucks called, 
But at the end of the day, you had no witnesses. And a prosecutor certainly would be like, we have no witnesses. And and if they did indeed call, and they called, I, there's nothing to press charges for here. But again, they didn't do anything. Okay. I, I, I'm frustrated at just the continual choice to escalate situations. Here we have something where no one had a gun, right? Because we see that they keep doing this even with unarmed black men, right? Where you continue to choose escalation. And they always say, well, we felt we were in danger and we escalated the situation. And here we don't have anything of violence, we don't have any guns, and yet the police continue to choose escalation. I'm, I'm, I, I, again, I can't say that I'm shocked that this happened, but I am very bothered that in this situation they still chose escalation in a Starbucks. Okay, so what's your point? You said all of that to say what? You know, I I, I think because, that's just my point, that they just continue to choose escalation even in this. Like, but, but why are you putting it at the police's feet? Like, so first and foremost, mm -hmm. first and foremost, I, I hear you, but you're, you're laying it at the police. And the first thing that you said was this is America's meetup spot. It is. First and foremost, there are two Americas. Oh, okay. Okay. I forgot. I'm sorry. We're talking revolution on Sunday edition. You have to use your adjectives of white or black America. And it is white America. I mean, and, and, and I know yeah, that the and other. It's assimilation the, America. Yeah, like, but but I understand that the other point is definitely going to be about being black people in white spaces. Starbucks is a white space. Like it absolutely it's is. It's all a white, white spaces. Space. It and, is a white and space. And I don't go there. Like when people are like, hey, we're going to meet at Starbucks. I be looking at people cross-eyed like, what am I? I don't want to meet at Starbucks. I don't want to hang out with people who smell like patchouli oil. Oh my god! I don't want to hang out. No, nah, because you go in there every time you go in there. Every single time you go into Starbucks, every time I've gone into Starbucks, mm -hmm. I always get one or two white people who just like turn and look at you like. What are you doing in here? Like, like Starbucks is mm -hmm. some type of holy grail, mm -hmm. some type of hidden, you know, uh, Shangri-La, if you will, <laughs> a, a bastion of whiteness where what's your black ass doing in here? And I'm like, uh, you know, coffee beans are grown in Africa. So, <laughs> like, they, coffee grows in brown places. So, you know, and it was brought from Africa, like, so just like plantains, plantanos, bananas, whatever the mm -hmm. hell y'all want to call mm -hmm. various species of that said fruit. Uh, but here's the problem that I have, right? Mm -hmm. Like, black Americans, African Americans, Caribbean Americans, mm -hmm. um, all the people uh, whom genetic ancestry dates back to. Uh, the continent of Africa, right? People of melanin, whatever you, all of those different themes, mm -hmm. those people. Like, why do we keep trying to place ourselves in that spot, in that space, in that place with those people mm -hmm. whom mm -hmm. you know get uncomfortable with your presence? And then black That's people right. go, my people built this country. Da, 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 da. Hey, fam, I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. But you know what, though? The Native Americans, this was their country. Right. And the Mexicans, it was their country. Mm -hmm. And it was a whole bunch of peoples, mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of people did stuff. And we're, we're the easiest to spot in a crowd. You, you know, uh, I just had a very interesting conversation with uh, FCN VP of content, uh, Rafael Martinez. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how uh, Latinos... Uh, in the struggle Olympics will stay losing because blacks 
do not identify them as certain certain realms, right? right? And it is unfair, but when you are a fair-skinned to white Latino, right? Mm-hmm. It's much easier for you to blend right. in and not That's right. stand out as it is for some right. black person right. whom you can target much easier with all of your rage and angst and whatever it is your problem is. Mm-hmm. So my, my question is why do we keep going there? We had a brilliant era for us mm-hmm. after Reconstructionalism in Harlem, mm-hmm. in Chicago, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, in Cleveland, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, in Texas. Right. We had Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of places where blacks said, you know what, they don't want us there, so we're going to create our That's own spaces. Right. That's right. And those spaces became the coolest and hippest spaces. That's right. So what is it about now that as soon as our space, our product, our voice, our face, everything that we are, mm-hmm. as soon as it becomes cool and hip, we're selling it out to them. Always. And then we think that that gives you a pass to merge into their space when it, it doesn't. I don't care. Chris Rock had a brilliant joke, but he wasn't really telling a joke. He was saying, my next door neighbor is a dentist. Yes. Right. He said he, doesn't, he didn't invent nothing. He, he's a dentist. Mm-hmm. And Chris Rock is a millionaire, <laughs> actor, comedian, writer, producer, quite director. quite innovative in his area. Well. You want to say he's innovative? In comedy, I would say. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. In comedy, I, you know, he's he's taking a lot from French cinema, but I'm not going to get into that. But uh, I don't get what y'all want. What do you want? What do you want? Like, here's the thing. Why do you all... You know, and I know I get hit for saying you all, but I, you know, this is but just I think how you I talk. know what they want. I, I, a lot of Black America wants to be accepted. They want to be able to assimilate, and they want to be able to integrate into these spaces. Um, you know, I, even when all the events that happen around us are to the contrary, show you to the contrary that yeah, this might be legal, but we don't want it. We don't want you here. We don't. You know, it's, I, it's never been my personal experience to walk into a Starbucks and see everybody kind of stare at me, but I don't think I've ever thought about it for the perspective of a, of a black man to walk in and grab a cup of coffee and, and, and people, you know, kind of, kind of, not even kind of, see you as threatening in being in that space. But there are places that I've been in and you walk in and you be like, this is not for me to be in. There's a local coffee spot near where I live and I went in to just try a new space and I promise you, I have not been back since because you could feel it in every instance. I was not wanted in that space. I've not okay. been back. And I'm like, you know, well, great. If I could find a new cup of coffee, I'm going to try a Cuban spot <laughs> and see if I can get a cup of coffee from there. But you can feel it and you're like, eh, I shouldn't be in here. A lot of people on Twitter were talking about the anxiety of being in white spaces. And I just couldn't understand on, on what you're saying is why do you keep going back if you're experiencing the physical symptoms and the psychological symptoms of having anxiety where people are eyeing you and they're, and they're telling you with all of their behavior that they don't want you there. Okay. I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is I am agreeing with you, but people still want to assimilate. They they they, no, they, they want, want to, what they want, they want, what and, they want. and it's like you know I, Starbucks is no different than a pair of Jordans than an an Apple device mm-hmm. than a Mercedes Benz there are certain companies who have done very well mm-hmm. to make their products hip and you're not 
you're not with it if, if you, you don't have it. if you do not have this product. Mm -hmm. And Starbucks did that. Starbucks Starbucks Very was well. the first person to actually right. brand themselves mm -hmm. as part of culture mm -hmm. as opposed to just being a beverage. Right. That's right. You know, they made themselves as as cultural. Mm -hmm. And so when whenever you see white people having stuff and whatever it is, mm -hmm. whatever it is in this life, we have to have it too. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to be the person without the white cup with the green mm -hmm. emblem on it. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to have the trendy beverage as well. I have uh -huh. to say I, I shop and drink and support Starbucks. And because if I don't, then it, it seems that I don't have the money, right. the financial resources to keep up with my white counterparts right. Right. who purchase right. Starbucks instead of going and getting you a regular right. $99.29 cup right. of coffee. Because right. if you just want caffeine, you'll just get caffeine. Right. So it's all about status. And it sucks because there are so many of, of us, and I say black people, who are mm -hmm. all stunting. You're all, like, it's just bred to stunt. Like, we all live much, much beyond our we means. In many ways. And it's yes. like, and that little simplicity of, I'm going to spend $5 mm -hmm. for something that costs 99 cents. Mm -hmm. All, all to just have it, and you can't tell me Starbucks's regular cup of coffee is not good. It's very burnt, and it's about one to two dollars. It's not good. It's no. not. A, they do not make a good regular cup of coffee. No, they burn it. And so, you know, if you're going in there and all the frappa mupa latte, cuckoo cha cha, <laughs> poo poo pee pee pop pops, you know, then fine, so be it. But I'm not I'm not here to speak against you, but mm -hmm. you also have to know that you are funding. Show show me show me someone black. Show me a black woman and a black man mm -hmm. that are financially benefiting from Starbucks on the Starbucks board. They are not. So Oh you know, no a, a, a research oh, project okay. that I did on Starbucks for a a public relations related reason and I think one of the most impactful things of doing that research was you know, Starbucks does that whole fair trade, a lot of narrative yeah. about fair trade and making sure that, you know, they're 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 doing what's right, if you will, and harvesting their coffee from black and brown uh, countries. And in really reading that going, none of this is fair. <laughs> you might be paying a higher price, but what's actually happening truly isn't fair and isn't really helping the brown and black countries really truly profit, if you will. And so for uh, that and other reasons, you know, I I personally have stayed away from being a daily patron of Starbucks, but it is very much a status symbol. It is very much, um, you know, wanting to be a, in that atmosphere that they have created in, in making it a, a pop culture, if you will, thing. I, I, um, I don't get it. I don't uh, get it. Their Wi-Fi sucks. Their Wi-Fi is not great. Uh, you know, it's always it's, couches and a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, I feel like their bed bugs abound. It's funny because Tiffany Shackelford commented said uh, Panera is the official new remote office. <laughs> no, there are a lot of people that meet at Panera. I've seen people have church service. In Panera? In Panera. Interesting. I, have you seen that? I, I've not seen the church. I've not seen no, the I mean, church but service, seen but I've people. seen a lot of people meeting there and yeah. there people there. Every time I go in there, there's multiple people with their computers. Yeah. Like set up shop, not just like casually, but 
papers on the on the table, everything. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to address one comment we have from David Barrow. He says, I believe that Starbucks is making it right from the top down. It's the local store that's going to get a talking to when the CEO comes to town. Can we roll to the actual apology? We have a clip of that on the screen. Um, it says, we apologize to the two individuals and our customers and are disappointed this led to an arrest. Key point, are disappointed this led to an arrest. We take these matters seriously and clearly have more work to do when it comes to how we handle incidents in our stores. We are reviewing our policies. We'll continue to engage, blah, 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 to make sure this never happens again. I think the key point in this apology is that it focused on the arrest, that it led to an arrest, rather than looking at the fact that you have allowed your employee to target two black men who were doing nothing different than everybody else that's in the store. This employee has not been fired. Not at all. <laughs> there has been no real apology on, hey, this, this employee made a huge mistake. This was not a part of our policy. You blamed it on a bathroom policy. And so if you're saying that they're making it right, I disagree with that 100%. I, I see this as helping their environment that they're trying to create for their customer of keeping it and being whatever that atmosphere that they're trying to create. If this person in this area, this white woman felt like this was disrupting the environment or was safe, they're going to support her. They would have fired her if it was truly against their policies. No, you focused on the arrest. We're sad that this led to an arrest, not that this happened at all. You can see men's anxiety in the picture, in the video. You can see that they are stunned that this is happening. Like, I can't even imagine the trauma that they might have just felt in this just happening. Like, it just escalating so much, but they didn't focus on that. They focused on the fact that it was arrest. So I, I don't agree the CEO is going to make any of this, right? I don't believe this employee is going to be fired. I uh, think no, no one's getting fired, but they, they are going to do something for those two men. They have to. They're going to, whatever they lost in that day, they, they have to. Because they didn't do anything. They went quietly. They didn't, as you saw in the video, they went quietly. They just, you know, they got up. They, they Once they were arrested, they, you know, but here's the thing. I don't think that they are. Here's the thing. Here's, let's, we apologize to two individuals, two individuals, mm -hmm. and our customers and are disappointed this led to an arrest. We take these matters seriously and clearly have more work to do when it comes to how we handle incidents in our stores. Mm -hmm. Let us be very frank here. You place this at Starbucks' feet. No, right? I, I, pl I have multiple people who are at blame. I started with the police. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm talking about in this statement. That's why I read it. Uh -huh. So you said that the CEO and, and, you know, they should fire this woman and da-da-da-da. This isn't a Starbucks issue. This is an America issue. Yes. Because you're going to keep hiring people who just fear. Like, I don't understand how in this day and age, this day and age, that I'm still the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. I'm still the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. When there are white males running around here, shooting up schools, yep. that mm -hmm. are disemboweling people, mm -hmm. that are eating human heads, <laughs> that are, no man, I'm, I'm serious, sorry. man. Like, <laughs> like you go, wait, how am I the boogie, how am, how am I still, still the boogeyman? When it's clear, mm -hmm that once the Emancipation Proclamation happened mm -hmm. and they and, and and the United States of America freed black slaves mm -hmm. we did not go on a murder spree mm -mm. Did, did I miss something in the history book did I miss something in the history books please there has there was one incursion that that's famous mm -hmm. that's Nat Turner right right yep. they were slaves yes they were rebelling, right? Can I tell you about another incursion? 
a rebellion that's huge and we celebrate it every single year. What's that? I believe it's called the 4th of July. <laughs> we live to celebrate America's rebellion against the British. But Nat Turner isn't celebrated for leading his people in a rebellion for right. their freedom. Right. And it's it's that type of thinking for me that always plagues that that what's good for white people is never what's good for blacks. You know, Chris Rock said it again. Here go another Chris Rock reference. Whites are the only people that can profit from pain. The only. The only. And we live in a society where I don't own a large corporation that does hiring, that mm -hmm. creates a culture, mm -hmm. that creates a space. Right. I don't own one. So I know if I did that I would hire people whom were nice to everyone, who saying like, hey guys, like come into the store and buy and purchase and feel good and, and not exclude anyone because I've been indoctrinated throughout my life to you know kind of be the nice negro you know well you know good wheels i mean good manners grease the wheels mm -hmm. i was told by a, a a very gorgeous elder white woman <laughs> uh told me good manners grease the wheels and so you know my whole life i had to smile mm -hmm. i had to be presentable i had to speak well mm -hmm. And yet and still, my complexion is just too dark. My shoulders are just too broad. Mm -hmm. If I'm in resting, my resting face is ice cubish. It is rather thuggy. It looks very intimidating. It looks like, it's just like. Yeah, you do have resting thug face. You, you know, <laughs> and it's, you know, unless I'm doing this 24-7, which is exhausting. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Starbucks. So what, here you go. Wanda Sykes had a comment. Yeah, she did. Uh, she said, WTF, problem, blacks, especially black men, are perceived as a menace. These men weren't in a bank lobby waiting for a friend. They were at a damn Starbucks, the meet-me spot in America. But at the end of the day, that black men are perceived as a menace. Yeah, but Wanda Sykes is married to a French uh, white woman, and she writes for Roseanne. Head writer. Head, so head, head I, don't, I don't know uh, how much I'm listening to Wanda anymore. <laughs> Uh, there's another comment in here that I would like to uh, mention D to Stephen, to Stephen. Kay Richmond says, so instead of just boycotting, shouldn't we just go hang out there and not buy anything? Just sit there in silence. I think it's um, called a sit-in, which is still a form of boycotting or protesting. I'm going to disagree with that and say no, um, because I think it's coming from the place of Starbucks not being a black space. And I think sitting in has the underlying reasoning of wanting to be in that space, wanting to be included in that space, right? Because, I mean, lunch counters, it was, hey, you don't serve black people. We want to, we should be able to come here. It's a public space, so we're going to sit in. And, and I think... In this day and age, it's 2000 and uh, too damn long, and they don't want us in their spaces. That I don't think that sentiment has changed since then. 2018 <laughs> years since Jesus Christ died for all y'all sins. And y'all are still running around here sitting on up. Get, you know what, man? Move on. I, I'm because I'm just I'm gonna get real triggered and start. Yes, if y'all want to, you can see other enraged. episodes of the Sunday edition where we've talked about black people. It's time to get out of white spaces. I believe that was our Black Panther uh, episode. So go back to the Sunday after February the fifteenth ish, 
and you can watch that episode because we then just be rehashing what we talked about there. But that Starla, Starla said, what? she said, I like that idea. Uh, let's sit in and make everyone uncomfortable. Like, that's funny. That's funny. Like, to just go sit in and we just go sit there and just. Because, like, but that's the thing, though. It still goes back to the they're waiting for that day. You ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done something wrong? And your parents knew about it, <laughs> uh-huh. and they told you to go to your room, or they just sat you there, mm-hmm. and you didn't know what the punishment was, you didn't know what the reaction was, and you were afraid. Yes, they didn't say anything, they didn't do anything, but you were afraid because you knew it was coming. Right. That's how I feel. The majority of the people who behave like that, mm. Mm. because they're like, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. They're gonna wake up one day, and they're gonna come to get us. They, because of everything that we've done. Right. That, and, and they have to keep this narrative. We didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Right. We didn't. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you did. Mm-hmm. You did a whole lot. You did it. And you keep doing a whole lot. And mm-hmm. I just don't want to, you know, I'm not as eloquent of a, because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't play these, these, you know, games and try to word myself in respectability politics uh, I don't care how educated I am, may be, or how great of a speaker I may be. If if this shit, I'm gonna call it shit, and I'm just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. And if you know, this is all bullshit to me, man. It's like every time we turn around, I can't do. I cannot do anything. Black kids cannot do anything. They slammed a girl down, mm-hmm. an a, a security guard for wanting to go to a pool. Like we can keep talking about these right. instances. We that had, had just had that young boy get shot at for trying to ask for directions, knocking on like, house. like <laughs> So what are we talking about? But you know, let me say this. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. And again, this is our fault. Mm-hmm. You know why? why? Because instead of once we got these good educations from these PWIs. Mm-hmm. We go get these good little jobs, and you know what we do? We don't go back to our neighborhood mm-hmm. and buy up the neighborhood right. and fix up our neighborhood and right. our space. No, we take our little hundred thousand dollar jobs, and, go on white space. and then we go move to their space and take all of our tax money to make their infrastructure better. You go and make their infrastructure better, and no one, inv- no one invests in you. Right. And then you sit around here, and you complain about wanting stuff to change. Why do you keep? I, I just don't understand the people that keeps begging for the abuser to stop abusing them, but you keep going back to what? Like the abuser doesn't even have you chained up. You literally get abused, leave, go do what you, and come back and like, okay, let's see if he does something else. You're like, no. Why do you keep coming over here? I am going to abuse you, idiot. Why don't you take your money and build up your infrastructure? But we won't do it because we think everything white is better. We think the white school is better. We think that the white library is better. We think that the white neighborhood is better. We think everything white is better. We do. And 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 I want people to know this. I went to a predominantly black educational system and there was a goo gob of us who went to top 25 top 100 pwis that have great career you know so that, that's a myth right. education is right. what you make of it that's a myth right you know now if you want to be an ignorant you know cotton-headed ninny muggins 
who doesn't want to take advantage of education mm-hmm. and you want to thug and sell drugs, that's on you. You're going to be the moron locked mm-hmm. up in prison and getting out trying to talk to kids in a, in a group home. You know what, young man? I was just like you. Out in these streets. I was gang banging. I was on the G. I was gangster disciple. I could spit all that literature for you right now, G. Okay? I sold drugs. I shot at niggas. Okay? I did all that. And where that get me? 15 years locked down. 23 hours. One hour to go out to the yard, young man. You don't want to be like me. I can't stand you. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. The, the comments we're getting are beginning to get. I need, I need to address a couple comments here. <laughs> Please. Kenneth Michael LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not reporting news. We are having discussions that make people think about things and make people question this country. So if you want happy news, BuzzFeed is available. Um, <laughs> Johnny Cole. Who are the same people who call same-sex marriage a sin? I don't think we've been talking about anyone... Anybody in this topic of discussion has been attacking same-sex, um, same-sex yeah. marriage. Not, the not Starbucks, yeah. not um, black men, not the police. So wow. who is this American Taliban that you're referring to? Yes. Please um, please explain or or not, you know. Um, but we're going to move on to our next topic. Yes, next please. Topic. Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, my Uh-oh. goodness. Well, American Taliban. Friday night. It was... Announced as I was eating a delicious dinner with family that our president <laughs> made a, a made a decision. Let's roll this clip to just clue everybody in if they didn't get enough information about hashtag serious strikes. Earlier today, President Trump directed the U.S. military to conduct operations in continents with our allies to destroy the Syrian regime's chemical weapons research development and production capability. Tonight, France, the United Kingdom, and the United States took decisive action to strike the Syrian chemical weapons infrastructure. Clearly, the Assad regime did not get the message last year. This time, our allies and we have struck harder. Together, we have sent a clear message to Assad and his murderous lieutenants that they should not perpetrate another chemical weapons attack for which they will be held accountable. Oh, yes. Your president, number 45, said we bombing Syria. And as you see from Defense Secretary Mattis, he uh, explained why we did it. But it's funny because this tweet got pulled in the receipts. You know, Twitter is great for going back and finding issues said years ago. And so y'all's Donald Trump said this, uh, is this five years ago? Almost five years ago, where he said, what will we get for bombing Syria besides more debt and a possible long-term conflict? Obama needs congressional approval, which he did not get. Uh, Obama did not get approval by the GOP Congress to strike Syria, but here we are in the midst of our president having all kinds of personal scandal and trials and tribulation and you on a friday night decide to strike syria yeah let's wag the dog let's wag the talk dog. about it well there's nothing really to talk about here uh because what's funny is president obama failed mm-hmm. in syria as well yes um senator uh john Kerry. Mm-hmm. um 
you know, they really thought that they got a lot of the chemical weapons mm -hmm. out of Assad's possession, mm -hmm. and it wasn't true. Uh, and they really dropped the ball on Syria. They really right. botched right. Syria. Right. He did. It was a. It was a. It was a failure. Yes. Um, but to say that, you know, bombing Syria was, was dead and possible. So, so he should have done more. He should have done more. He didn't, and you said that it was a problem when continuing to this day, Assad is still using chemical warfare. Yes, and has been. Let me read, and has. Let me read this, because uh, you know I had to fact check. That's my job here at FCN. So Victoria Brownworth at Fab Fox on Twitter, she's an award-winning investigative journalist. She says, since Trump has been in the White House, there have been 34 chemical weapon attacks by Assad that have been definitively established by outside investigators. Trump responded to one on April 7, 2017 uh, to show off for a foreign guest. And then she says, he has not responded to any other chemical weapons attacks uh, by Assad before that one or since until yesterday. So where a lot of people were like, oh, he needed to do this. It was important for him to know he, Assad's been doing quite a bit. Yeah. This is not his first, second or third. He's no. been continually doing it. Yes. And, and you know, what's funny to me is yeah. look at the despots whom our government has removed and deemed like, hey, we got to remove this guy. Uh -huh. It's it's almost like watching a Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> film. It's like who who's going to be America's villain? <laughs> this, you know, it's like what is going on? Like how we hate it. Um, what was your guy? And um, we know Bin Laden, but uh, what was his Saddam? name? Saddam. Hated Saddam. He went over. He gassed uh, the Kurds, mm -hmm. and we. We went to all-out war for gas in the Kurds, yes. Yes. but we've allowed Assad to to operate yes. in the open mm -hmm. for how long now? For a long time. So let me say this. So it, apparently the Chemical Weapons Convention was organized by the U.S. under Bill Clinton in 1992 where 165 member nations agreed to this convention, which meant destroying all of their chemical weapons. The U.S. destroyed 86% of its, okay? Um, Assad was like, hell no, he didn't. So since 1992, at least this fool has been doing what he's doing in the open. In the open, gassing folks. Gassing folks, gassing children, gassing folks. Gassing women, innocents. Yes. Civilians, who, like it is unreal and yet, President Obama, and, and let me say this, let mm -hmm. me say this, mm -hmm. uh, a good friend of mine, Chantel, uh, you know, she made a comment mm -hmm. on Instagram talking about 45 doing this. I said, well, let's be clear, President Obama has done things too, and we go all the way back to Clinton. Clinton has some of the most blood on his hands yes. in our era. Yes. Like, Clinton was grimy. Like, especially when you start looking at the Starbucks, mm -hmm. start looking at police, mm -hmm. it, it, right. a lot comes from right. the Clinton right. era right. of mass incarceration and right. filling up privatized That's right. prisons That's right. with black and brown people. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing to me, like, if we're going to be the world watchdog and we're, listen, why isn't anyone else saying like, yo, what's going on over there? We need to stop him. Why are we always the ones that have to move first? So, England doesn't think that Assad's a problem? Um, I believe, weren't they a part of the uh, attack? 
Oh, after the fact. After okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That's what they do. They okay. go, uh, what does America think about it? <laughs> I don't believe. Oh, wait, wait. Our cousins across the pond want to. Finally, yes. Oh, okay. Send the drones. Send the drones. <laughs> pip, pip, and all that chat. Pip, pip, and all that chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all that rubbish. <laughs> you know? So, but it's like. What are we going to do? Like, listen, listen. It's a slippery slope, mm-hmm. you know, of becoming a hero to becoming a totalitarian overseer. And mm-hmm. sometimes this is what America gets cited with. Mm-hmm. It gets, okay. We get smacked with that all the time. Man, stay out of our country. But like, hey, it, let's look at it. Somebody help me out here domestically. If your next door neighbor, you hear every night. Your next door neighbor, mm-hmm. a man, he's 6'5", okay. 300 pounds, mm-hmm. and he's slapping around his wife that's 5'6", 125 pounds. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to ignore that or are we supposed to we are not. pick up the phone at the very minimum, pick up the phone and call the police and make documentation of, right. of what we are witnessing right. and to please go check on her? Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to do that? Yeah, we should. I feel we have a moral duty to do so. So, I, I don't know. You know, America could be one of the greatest places to help people that need help. And I think that, you know, this, any, any population of people where there's a madman, some type of tyrant mm-hmm. who is killing you indiscriminately mm-hmm. needs to be stopped. I And and on the note of helping people, Mm -hmm. I believe this year, it may have been within the last year, but this year at least, I saw a statistic. We have let 11 Syrian refugees into this country. Yes. So if we're going to help them. And more in the prior two years. So if we're going to help them, is bombing the country the best way to help them? No, probably not. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's the frustration, at least for me, is you're doing this, Trump, to to just deflect to from deflect. what's going going on. You know, James Comey just released his book about his experiences and he does not withhold any punches in talking about Trump. He he calls him a mafia boss. He describes in detail and, and just analogizing him and how he wants loyalty from people so that he can continue to do his dirt. He calls him, he said he is an unethical man, completely untethered to truth with his most <laughs> intellectual way of <laughs> describing someone, telling them, calling him a liar. James Comey has an interview tonight. I'll certainly be watching that. But I am frustrated that there are other ways to help people in Syria, including what Jayco, our producer, just mentioned, versus bombing uh, them. When- other nations. What? Other nations, though. Like, you know, they're, na- again, like I said, a neighbor. The United Nations is... Like, a nation, like, where, who's next door to Syria? Who are the two, is it uh, Jordan? Is it, know. like, who's right around Syria? I can't think of... The people that border. I don't know. I, that's worth. Okay, but here's 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 my problem, right? Uh-huh. Is that we're too far away. Mm-hmm. If I'm right next door and I see what's going on, let me help you. Mm-hmm. Turkey, Iraq, and Jordan. Boom! I knew Jordan was one. Okay. Thank you, sir. Turkey. Those. It should be a coalition coalition of the willing to say, "Hey, mm-hmm. go." We've opened up our borders. We're letting refugees in Turkey. Jordan and Iraq. Mm-hmm. We're letting them in. Like, why? Why do we have? To, and I'm not being, I'm not being xenophobic here. 
But what I'm saying is, is that like, why do you have to transport your entire reality thousands of miles away when you can be very near home and and check on family and people can right. just get across borders and, and it's it's just relatively more easy mm-hmm. to go to Jordan, Turkey, and Iraq. Like I, I just don't get it. And yes, is he deflecting? Sure, but I, I just kind of want to. I'm not a I'm not a Trump guy. Yeah, because I'm wondering, are you supporting Trump's move here? Like, I, can you? I'm not a Trump that? guy, but yeah, I will. Like the Comey comments. Like, look, man, tell, like you all believe Clinton and Clinton was the biggest liar ever. He was mm-hmm. he was just as big a liar as 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 Nixon. Like Kennedy was a liar. Like all of mm-hmm. these presidents were li- like we could go all the way back. Who out here was ethical? Like we're talking. None. But so why? But I, but I believe that for everyone, this is just a whole nother level. That nah, no, it's I, not. I, 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 no, it's I not. I think that everyone wants loyalty. I, I'm. Let, let me. Let's be very clear here. Mm-hmm. No one of you will get into a position and say, "Hmm, can I hire my friends?" to get in here and get them paid and I can get some laws and get some stuff. Everyone would do it. And I'm not supporting Trump, but I just don't like this idea of everyone living in these glass houses and not being real. If the moment, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. When I become governor, mm-hmm. you best believe all you Mickey Fickies is getting hired. Like I'm, I, I'm not saying no to the job. Chief of staff, carry on. I'm hiring everybody I know. I'm putting everybody on. I, listen, is it going to be some stuff that people are going to deem unethical because I have an agenda? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you can't do that. Well, mm-hmm. I have an agenda. Mm-hmm. I have an agenda, and you're not going to think that's very ethical. So, I don't know. That's that's yeah. my two cents. I hear what you're saying. I, is the differ, I think the difference, difference is the results and how it's being done. Like I, I, he's not presidential. I don't think he's doing anything <laughs> well. I don't. I, I just. It's we've never seen anything like this. So you haven't. I, help, tell me, have we seen anything like this? Like, like me, what? I don't know. I've never seen anything like this before. Like what? Okay, so with Trump, like his tantrums, his state. I feel like, and let me just say this because this is probably the most accurate way yeah. I can put it. Is I agree with you. Other presidents have been unethical. I'm pre- there's lots of things you got to do when you're at the top and you're wielding that kind of power and control. Absolutely. And I'm just like, but where is Trump's polish and PR to get things done without looking this way? Everyone doesn't have that. Like, listen. It, it really all- seems like you are supporting Trump in this moment and his decision to attack Syria this Friday. I... That's what it sounds like to me. It seems like I, you are defending his decision to bomb Syria uh, in at this time and at this moment. I don't think that's what it sounds like. I I, I didn't hear that at all. I'm, I'm not even hearing the comments are necessarily in relation to the bombing. Mm-hmm. They're just in relation to the presidency because we kind of got into yeah. the way he conducts himself as a president in general, not mm-hmm. necessarily related. I mean, because Comey's book isn't about Syria, right? No, and so the com- and the you mentioned that you the mentioned as, far, as an example of the of the deflection I, of what's going on. Like that's right. in the press, and then you've got the Russian investigation and Cohen, his lawyer, and that's a lot going on. Yeah, I, and I, that, I have a question for you, real quick. Katie yeah. Lynn Knight asks, "Would you hire the people you know, even if they are dangerous, to put in that position?" No, no, I would not. 
I would not. I would not. Thank you. Who who asked that? Caitlin. Katie. Katie. Lynn Knight. Oh. Is that okay. Knight? Yeah, that's yes. Kite. Okay, Miss Knight. Uh, no, I would not hire people that I feel are dangerous uh, to the citizens and to uh, govern them. I, I absolutely would not do that. So you have a valid point. Here's my thing. Mm -hmm. Trump, just like President Obama, mm -hmm. President Trump is they're the only two presidents who have been presidents during the social media age. Yes. Okay? Yes. And let's be very clear. Is he a narcissist? Absolutely. Yes. Was Nixon a narcissist? It, yeah, I've read yes. enough about Nixon to know Nixon that. Nixon had yes. a famous enemies list. Yes, he certainly He did. had an enemies <laughs> list. Where he was going after anyone who was against him. If you if you yes. were a reporter, mm -hmm. and he was like, oh, I'm going to get you. Mm -hmm. I don't see that there's much difference mm -hmm. between a Nixon and, and, and let me let me be very clear here. Mm -hmm. Nixon would have won every single election mm -hmm. he was in. Nixon was a skilled yes. and polished politician. Yes, he was. Yes, but he Nixon was. was also very much a no nonsense mm -hmm. president. He he wasn't finna, you know, split a lot of hairs with you. Mm -hmm. But he was beloved. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people like Nixon. Right. Right. You have a point. I, I you, you no. Sighed. Go ahead. You, yeah, you, you took in a lot of breath. You, <laughs> you <laughs> so I don't know. I, I think that it, sure. Does it sound like I'm supporting him? But I think that what what happens is is I think that we there's a whole bunch about Donald Trump mm -hmm. to be desired. Like I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. but I think you all are very naive about the office of the president mm -hmm. of the United States of America. I think that is my point. I think you all have this thing. We're like, he's the worst. He's this. He's that. When guess what? Mm -hmm. How many years ago has it been now? Twelve years. Bush. You, you all were saying Bush yep. yeah. was the worst, and now history has redefined yes. him. Yes. Completely. And we go, oh, he wasn't so bad. But I was saying, go, go ahead. No, no. I'm waiting for you to finish your point. I got yeah, just gonna read a couple comments. I was, I was there. I voted for Bush. Mm -hmm. It's not a secret. Right. I loved President Bush. Mm -hmm. I thought he was an awesome president. Everyone has different skill sets. Right. I wasn't a fan mm -hmm. of President Obama. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Right. That's not a secret either. Uh, yeah, I right. wasn't. <laughs> you Anyone know, who watches Sunday Edition, that is I, not a secret. I've always said, you know, President Bush is John Wayne. President Obama is Steve Urkel. And, you know, did I do that? <laughs> like, he's a nerd. He's an ineffectual nerd. He's, he, you know, he's, one minute he's Steve Urkel, the next minute he's Stefan. Mm -hmm. And he's cool. Hey, baby. I'm trying, you know, and I just didn't, I wasn't for it. Mm -hmm. I want somebody that's like, huh, guess what we're going to do? We're going to go in, we're going to find him, and we're going to smoke him out. We're going to win this at all costs. I'm sorry. I, listen, I'm an American-American. I don't make no bones about it. I want a president that's going to talk that talk. I want, I want a Texan. I want the 10-gallon hat. I want you to come in. Yeah! I want that dude as my president. 
I want to do like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bomb the ass back to the Stone Age. I'm like, yeah, America. I'm that guy. So I got a couple comments. Larry Banks, uh, he said this before your comment, so it was yeah. right on time. He mm -hmm. said, the difference is social media. We are more aware because everyone tweets, mm -hmm. reports, records everything now more than in any decade. Uh, Miss Katie Kite, we apologize. It is Kite, not Knight. Okay. Uh, and then Leo White also said this before you touched on this topic. He said, no matter who, who you put in position, they're going to be dangerous just because he hasn't picked from the political litter doesn't mean they are better politicians kill people period period that it, that's the truth mm -hmm. like we we all have this flower power love child kumbaya listen the office the highest office in this land and most lands that cover god's grace is the united states of america and when you are that president let me tell you something you citizens love the taste and shut up, you vegans. You shut your mouths before I finish my analogy. Oh, shut up. Man. You all love the taste of delicious omelets. You all love them. You like them cheesy. You like them with green peppers. You like them with onions. You like them with mushrooms. You want them flipped over. You want them nice. And fluffy. Mm -hmm. And guess what? what? To get that fluffy ass omelet, you gotta break some dumbass foreign eggs. You gotta bomb those eggs back to the damn Stone Age. <laughs> you gotta bomb them back to the Stone Age. I'm usually on board with your analogies. I don't know about that one. Bomb them eggs back to the. No, I'm joking. But, like, <laughs> like, legit, these guys have blood on their hands. They're killing people. They're killing people. <laughs> They all, every last one of them, every last one of them has, has, has I, given an yes. order to kill. Yes, that is all. Very accurate. The person that probably didn't was Mr. Malaise himself. Carter. Carter. <laughs> well, I'm not going to kill nobody. Uh, I, I want everybody to go down to my peanut farm and, and pick peanuts, except you, you good black folks. You, you picked enough. I'm going to, real quick, before we go to the next topic, mm -hmm. I'm going to put my input on the, quote, difference between Trump uh -huh. and other presidents. Uh -huh. The difference between Trump and other presidents is Trump has dropped the facade of political yes. correctness Whew. and yes. therefore pulled down the curtain yes. of blatant racism in America yeah. of, you know, the of the feelings um, and it was a backlash. It was an obvious backlash from having a black president uh, for yes. eight years. Um, Who so totally the only was the respectability, on, right. All that, right? And so the only difference in truth between this narcissist and the next is that he's being out in the open, which should be looked at as an advantage because now we know what we are fighting against. They are no longer holding on to these pretenses, pretending like it doesn't exist. Oh, that shit exists. Oh, yeah. And you can't go and fold your Nazi uniform up and put it in the back of the closet and pretend you weren't forcing women and children into the showers without water. What's the next topic? Next topic and the last one is Zuckerberg hashtag delete 
Facebook. For those who do oh, not know, sexy. I don't know how you wouldn't, but Facebook is going through it right now uh, because of the Cambridge Analytical debacle. It's come out that 87 million users on Facebook's information was uh, used by this company to do targeted political ads uh, to target them. They were using their information without the permission, using their friends, friends, friends information without their permission. Um, and uh, they are on an apology tour right now. Zuckerberg testified for two days, 10 hours total, 600 questions in Congress last week, um, answering questions about Facebook, how it works. <laughs> Very funny. Um, but really going to the topic of should Facebook be regulated? Sheryl Sandberg is making comments about they're looking into notifying the 87 million users whose information was given without their permission. They have said that they are not going to notify anybody if your information was used for the Russian uh, investigation and all that kind of stuff uh, but I think the biggest part of this is is that Tim Cook who is the uh, CEO of Apple and Apple co-founder uh, Steve Wozniak the Woz! have come out and made statements about this situation and I yeah. think uh, I have some notes here about what they said. So Tim Cook has shunned the social network's capitalization on users' private data. And co-founder Steve Wozniak, he delivered his uh, thoughts in an email interview with US Today. He said he's quitting Facebook. He said because they are profiting off users without giving back to them. He says Apple makes its money off of good products, not you. With Facebook, you are the product. He said he was surprised at the number of advertisers he had to unlink from his own personal Facebook account and he was like the lack of transparency with the ads and spam is just out just unbelievable so he said he's phasing out his account so that he no longer has Facebook and it has gotten people on social media to do hashtag delete Facebook to encourage others to delete their accounts from the platform um, and so definitely wanted to talk about that I know I have some points on that we'll from a it. business we'll perspective it. if go. not personal um, I go. see Facebook oh, people are calling Facebook a payola type scam yes um, I don't necessarily agree that it is payola but I see the analogy I would definitely say it's more of just regular extortion <laughs> if you will um, because <laughs> that's payola no payola is is if you're paying somebody to promote something and you're not disclosing to the public that it is that you've sponsored it it's a sponsor post so Facebook indeed is avoiding payola because when you pay for to boost the post there is the sponsor well, I looked up payola I had to do it this morning and yeah so, but but the, the term payola comes from the old radio days. yes I know and, and so that's, but that's not to sponsor it though that's not what that is it it was DJ's Getting paid like yo, play my record over and over. Which and is over. sponsorship. It is promotion. So I had to look it up. It gets so technical. It, it right does. There. And so the the laws that they enacted to say so that you weren't in violation of payola was sponsorship identification. Yeah. So anything that's an ad and you're paying somebody to endorse a product, which is exactly what that is when you're getting DJs to pay, you have to put that it's sponsored or you have to announce on the radio, hey, this is sponsored, such that like you have to say that. So they definitely get over that by putting the sponsor. So that's why I'm like, no, this is more of extortion okay, because so you're paying as businesses. You are paying not to get access to a huge wide audience. You have to pay a middleman to get access to whom you already have access to. So you're not even getting any real return. So, you know, you have 600 likes on your fan group page or you have 8 million followers or whatever. But Facebook comes in like the mob boss. Ah, ah, ah. If you want access to your own damn following, you got to pay us. You have to pay 
ass. And With I feel like that's extortion. Goes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Hello. Don't get caught up on the the trivial details. Okay. But you get my point. And so there was an oh. article. There was an article that was released um, by uh, Funny or Die. It was an article where they said Facebook has killed comedy. Um, and he said that uh, he 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 did use the word payola, but he gave this great example where he said it's kind of like you subscribe to a newspaper, but you have to pay the paper boy for every article that you want to see. And so Facebook is very much like that. So for me, I'm like, I think it's time to get off Facebook because you're having to pay for people that you already have access to, and it's not leading them anywhere. They're not going to websites. They're not going to wherever you want to lead them. Okay. Everything is all on Facebook. So I say delete Facebook, if not for personal reasons, but if you are a business, because it isn't doing anything at all to help your business. It's taking your money twice. Not only the money you're giving it, but the ad revenue it's making off of your content, it's keeping it 100% and you're not getting any return. Well, if you're a business, if you're a business owner and you're not savvy to create your website and then to webmaster said site, and you can go and create a business page on Facebook and it does allow you to generate leads and people come in and see your product that that that's very helpful you know Facebook is very helpful to those people if you're looking at Facebook as someone who uh, let's say for instance they are a media uh, upstart and they are attempting to grow their broadcast and when they first start they're getting 400 views mm -hmm. just by starting up that all the views are happening and then at some point they start to taper off the views and the views become smaller and smaller and then they tell you hey they literally come knock on your door hey you know you guys can get more views if you just pay us and mm -hmm. it's like well, we were getting those views mm -hmm. regardless, then it stopped. Mm -hmm. And now you want me to pay you to get those views back. Mm -hmm. And so that's problematic. That's exactly what I just yeah, said. Yeah, I, I, but, <laughs> I, but I think you said for everybody. And so I, I took two mm -hmm. parts to this. I said one person mm -hmm. shouldn't delete it. Like they need Facebook because they're not good webmasters. They don't know how to use Wix. They don't know how to use WordPress. Facebook is much more easier to navigate. Uh, but Facebook is just like what I said in the Starbucks story. Mm. Facebook has become cultural. You're not hip if you're not on Facebook. If you don't have, like, it's just sad. Everyone has to buy into all of these systems that didn't exist before. So wh why do you have to live in these spaces now? You know, and Mark Zuckerberg is taking advantage of people because is. you want to be, because listen, Wait, I have something just like anyone, a product, I'm gonna get paid off of it. That's right. And he found a way. And you all allowed it. You all, he, he didn't innovate much. You know, MySpace was brilliant. Way better. MySpace was brilliant, but you know, here comes a new kid on the block and everybody said Facebook is better. And I, you know, and everybody mm -hmm. moved over to Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so now you have to go over there to be social. And then he just profit, he's a profiteer. He just, you know, is he a smart businessman? I don't know. During a, you know, congressional hearing, I don't think he was. It didn't sound like he knew much about coding or how Facebook worked. He's either wholly oblivious or he's wholly manipulative. And, you know, I, I don't know about, wait, what's the, what's this, what's this platform you're talking Face, Facebook? <laughs> when they asked him who his competitors were, and he didn't answer. Was he's like, well, I hope. 
You know, I read that he underwent uh, lots of hours of media training to prepare for that congressional interview. It definitely showed in his oblivion in certain answers and his evasiveness for answering other questions. Uh, we talked about that on Prime News. <laughs> you want to show people those clips or not? Nah? Like, <laughs> they're up here? Uh, no, the video clips from, uh, they're not up here. Oh. This is uh, just people saying the easy way to delete Facebook. Five steps, tell people goodbye, pre-delete your contacts and likes, save your photos elsewhere, delete them all, delete as much info and delete the app and be gone. Even if you delete the app, they'll still hold it for 14 days. If you log back in, it completely- it, It'll come it, back up. It, it'll come back up. So if you do it, don't log back in. Uh, but you know, I'm in agreement with getting off of Facebook. I'm in agreement even with businesses not having pages on Facebook. There's more and more studies and articles coming out that people are not leaving the site to go to independent websites anymore. That in the beginning people did, that if you did something like, oh, I'd like to see more of this, but Facebook has become such the big publisher that people are just stuck in that platform scrolling. They're not clicking out to go see your other content. So if you're trying to make money off of content, they're like, don't even be on Facebook because no one's going there. You have to put it on your own independent website and go back to internet 1.0 where people, there was fun in discovering these independent sites and you found something cool, if you will. Um, and I'm paraphrasing that article that Facebook code comedy, but they're like just going there and finding these cool things in these independent sites and just being and living on those spaces. But over time, Facebook kept integrating more and more stuff so that you just had basically your website on Facebook. It's been detrimental to a lot of businesses. They've had to cut out a lot of things and um yeah. I, I want to comment real quick um on a personal note mm -hmm. because we're we're addressing the business side, but yeah. I think the whole controversy came from sharing of private personal information. Yes. yes. Um it I don't do anything that if you know released to the public, I would be shamed for life. But I also don't want anyone to know what I say to people in the privacy of a conversation. So just the thought that people have access to that mm -hmm. disturbs me. And yes. that's where I think, yes. you know, should be a big focus on this. Like if you're going to allow people to be on here and you want to charge people in some way, that's fine. But don't keep their information. It's not yours. You yes. don't have any kind of a right to it, even if you you know get them to click on some thinly um worded agreement that says they're giving up their privacy that mm -hmm. shouldn't exist yeah I, and and to be honest after watching you know a couple hours of those the congressional hearing i don't get the sense that facebook gives a single fudge and they will continue to do what they're doing they're making lots of money selling information to advertisers and they're saying that they're going to change their terms and conditions to make them more plain language and but people aren't thinking of that stuff they just want to be on there with their friends and the what do you call it like the place to be or whatever the status thing would you say yeah. with with um with starbucks but i i get the sense facebook is going to do the bare minimum they have to in order to just keep going, I, I, I just see them continuing to be unethical in these ways. I don't see them trying to actually do something that's right. I need you to address this. I'm sorry. Did you have to go? Address this comment, um, Trezene. Mm -hmm. Sheila Hajali says, but as well, a lot of people are making money off of Facebook with live feeds just like yours right now. That's that, not that, true. That is not true. This is not YouTube. And that's YouTube. You are making good money with doing your live feeds and posting your videos based on the number of views you get. On YouTube, I mean on Facebook, we are not getting checks for 
for the content that we are posting. You're not getting checks based on the number of views you get and the minutes viewed. Now, maybe there might be a different arrangement with people who are the official Facebook content creators yes. and that it comes up as episodes, yes. but not this, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. Unless you, you know, you've really monetized yourself well t-shirts and booking engagements. Yeah, but that's and, not off of your but content. That's not and again, based off studies of your relationship show with Facebook. that people are less and less clicking to buy your merchandise. They are just watching your content for whatever and then they scroll to the next thing. And so it's become problematic for businesses. We're doing all this content. You're making money off of Facebook and are not sharing the dividends. That's the craziest fraudulent investment scheme I, I, it's a fraudulent investment scheme to me. Like, I can't quite call it Ponzi scheme, <laughs> but man, no, what an investment to try to give y'all money and giving y'all content and y'all aren't giving us anything in return. It is it is a bad investment. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I, I think there are lots of pros and cons across the board with this discussion. Um, there's, for me, there's themes to like, there's themes that I dislike, um, but you know, Facebook and people, the the people mm -hmm. who are plugged in will not unplug. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they just won't, mm -hmm. you know. So Facebook w will not die. It will remain. And, yeah, just like Starbucks, just like Jordan's, just like, you know. Because people iPhone. want what they want. Yeah. And, you know, they don't. It, they obviously just don't care at the end of the day what's happening over here. They just want to use the product. Absolutely. Just like, you you know, no one care that, you know, little Asian kids are making their sneakers and their favorite fashion line right. and they're in terrible work conditions and slave labor. You know, no one cares, though, because you're fresh. Mm -hmm. You're fresh to death. And so you have to you have to ask yourself. And that's the thing that I feel that I am as a person is that I'm always asking yourself, where is your line of morality? Like where where is mm -hmm. the barometer for moral and ethical for you when you know once you find out something mm -hmm. like once you see like and I make jokes about vegans but once you see mm -hmm. you know animals in their captive conditions right. before they come out mm -hmm. as a uh, mm -hmm. food and the treatment that they have how can you continue to to eat that and you see how they they treat it how can you continue to buy Michael Jordans or Nikes right. and and right. you know the conditions that these people are in or in China with iPhones and you know like it's just a lot like where do you draw the line but for the for the sake of your entertainment right. and that's you know it's bread and circuses it's right. no different than than you know antiquity when you build the Coliseum people are starving and give them games give them gladiatory games and give them loaves of bread. And what did Marie Antoinette said? Oh, well, well, let them eat cake. <laughs> oh, they want cake. They want it lit because right. cake was for right. them. Right. Oh, well, let them eat cake. And that's what, listen, they have learned throughout history that this is how you pacify. This is how you quail. Mm -hmm. This is this is how you make a a a citizen docile. You give them bread and circuses, man. Pretty much. You give them entertainment. And, Pretty you know, much. they will get mushy and pudgy. And their spirit to fight will not exist because they are afraid to lose uh, their $100,000 income, their home, their job, their friends on social media. Like, people are just afraid to lose. And you can't ask people 
to boycott Starbucks, to delete Facebook, to not, you're telling them to go without, and no one wants to go without. People like their creature comforts much too much, and no one will make sacrifices that could change everyone's existence mm -hmm. for the good of mankind. Mm -hmm. We're not, as, as human beings, we're not in the business of that. As much as you like to think that we are, as much as people like to quote Mahatma Gandhi, mm -hmm. Martin Luther King Jr., mm -hmm. all these great people who sacrifice their careers and their lives for their ideologies, this modern person only cares about stuff and the accumulation of said stuff. No one is gonna go without. It's just the reality. So nice. I don't know That's if you a have terrible anything. Reality, no. I think I just got depressed. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, we have any other comments? Uh, no, I think we addressed most of those. Ooh, this has been just a depressing conversation for sure. I think personally, I would like to get off Facebook. Remains okay. to be seen. How will that might happen? Uh, this has been another episode of the Sunday edition. I'm Trezene, the uh, editor of FCN1, home of news, business, and politics. This is The Revolution. He's editor of FCN5, uh, home of all things pop culture. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, and follow. We are here every Sunday around 4 p.m.-ish. You can find us on YouTube at The Fifth Column Network. We're still on Facebook currently uh, at The Fifth Column Network. We're also on Instagram at FCN underscore prime. You'll see that we have five accounts there as well. And then we're also on Twitter at FCN underscore prime. Prime. Uh, we thank y'all so much for watching. If you haven't also too, go to our website, thefifthcolumnnetwork.com. All of our episodes are available on demand there, so you can go back and catch up on some episodes you might have missed tonight. Won't be any speak on it at 7 p.m. tonight, but there will be We the Dead, the Walking Dead finale pregame show hosted by the Reggie Mathis, so you definitely don't want to miss it. So again, go like, subscribe, and follow. And of course, I will be back tomorrow for Prime News at 7 p.m. Thank you all for watching. What? 7 p.m. ish. Oh, yeah, that's right. 7 p.m. ish. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for watching. We will see you all next time.